Welcome to BYU Football Game Week and the beginning of a new year of gridiron education. We lay out the course materials for the 2023 Cougar football season with your new 2023 BYU football syllabus. Study up. And speaking of preparation, today marks the official return of Maddich Mondays with ESPN's Trevor Maddich. Plus, which Cougars in the NFL made a good final case for playing time? Women's volleyball takes down number five Pitt. And a new segment featuring your questions, we call it Monday Mailbag. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday indeed. Game week, August 28th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who has been, you know, the prime number guy. But frankly, when it gets this close to football season, any number is great. Hit it! Countdown to the Bearcats. Five days away. We made it to game week, baby. We spend the entire offseason just hoping for the season. And now we're here, man. We got a, we got a Kalani Sitake and company press conference coming up at uh, noon local time. And we're going to get depth chart and so on and so forth. So we made it, people. We got a game week. We got uh, pregame coming up Saturday night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And Fox comes to town. It's FS1. Yes. For, I think, the first time ever. Has there been a... A, an Fox FS1 sports. game in Provo? Well, I mean, Fox of any kind um, game in Provo. Perhaps there has, but I cannot recall it. Man. So it is an exciting week. I don't think they're bringing the uh, Skycam for this. But uh, <laughs> I look forward to when they do. Yeah, flyovers to Dave McCann are Skycam to Jerem Jordan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love Skycam. Uh, I don't mention it as much as Dave does flyovers, but yes. <laughs> it is a passion for sure. All rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. Can't wait to play in the stadium packed in front of all our fans. It's going to be awesome. This is the deepest team offensively that we've had since I've been here. Every year, it, it seems like it gets better and better. Ah, uh, yes, better and better. That's a great phrase to open up today's show. Because Good, better, best. Nope, better and better. As we push towards the game, it just gets better and better, leaning towards 2023 BYU football. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. It is syllabus day, BYU football friends. We welcome you officially to your advanced BYU football course. It's BYU Football 401, Jerem. Not 101. Nope. Not 201. Too simple. Not 301. Nope. This is a level four class. Yes. Okay, we're going. Which you and I did not really take. Uh, <laughs> too many of these BYU. We are going days. all in. Now, as you uh, are joining us, you can take notes. On the syllabus, there will be a pop quiz mm -hmm. every Saturday and one on Friday, obviously based on the games. There is a midterm this season on yep. October 21st, homecoming, mm -hmm. when BYU hosts Texas Tech, some people's dark horse to win the Big 12. The final for this semester, Jerem, is slated for November 18th, when the Oklahoma Sooners visit Provo for the one and only time as a co-member of the Big 12 Conference. Isn't that a little early, Spencer? Well, Professor, co-professor Spencer, we're doing people a favor by giving them some extra credit opportunities uh, the yes. last few weeks of the season. We are generous that way. Over the holiday break at Oklahoma State, and then if there is a bowl game as well, mm -hmm. there could be more extra credit earning opportunities. Yes, there is. For, okay, for this class, uh, BYU class starting next Tuesday, by the way, but we're starting a little early. Required 
for this course is consumption of this very program, mm -hmm. Joy Sports Nation. Okay, yep. you gotta watch or listen. How do you expect to do well on the test if you're not doing yeah. the reading, Come essentially? On Come on now. <laughs> Bonus viewing is Coordinator's Corner season mm -hmm. debuts coming up uh, at 2 Eastern. Satake Show season debut coming up tomorrow night, uh, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. BYU, uh, Satake Show I mentioned, BYU send game day after further review. These are bonus viewing as well for this course. They will help you uh, with this BYU football uh, class that you are taking now. Let's go. Okay. Topics you need to study, obviously, uh, the BYU football roster. Is BYU going to bring similar offensive production? Are they ready for 10 Power 5 games? I mentioned the roster. How improved is the defense? What is BYU doing at safety? That really is maybe the biggest question to prepare for the week one pop quiz against Sam Houston State. Which Keaton Slovis will BYU get? The 2019 Pac-12 Freshman of the Year version or the one that showed up at Pittsburgh who was injured and didn't have the season that he was hoping for? Certainly not. And how good is BYU's running game actually? These are all topics we will we'll cover. And frankly, if you've been studying with this in the offseason, you have a great head start on this level 401 course. Yeah, you may even uh, have done some required viewing uh, and have, you know, <laughs> took our, taken our summer uh, course in this. But, yeah, and let's talk in, in depth about some of those. So the offense similar to the last three years. Like, we're not talking schematically or formationally. We're talking about effectiveness. The BYU offense has been tremendous the last three seasons. Now, in COVID, certainly unique, but BYU was sixth in total offense, that is yards, and third in scoring offense, that is points. Last year, uh, 21 rather, 17th in yards, 28th in scoring O. And also then last good. year, 36th in yards, 44th in points. Certainly points can go up there. We'd like BYU to be in probably the top 40, I would argue, uh, this year with the Big 12 schedule. Maybe 44th would be just great. Um, we'll see what that looks like in terms of how hard being a Power 5 team is, the week-to-week -week grind, the more challenging schedule from top to bottom. This is not the toughest schedule by quality of top-end opponents in BYU history. That, that would be like 91 or 03 or whatever. That, but this is, 04, this is top to bottom. Like There is not a gimme game in league. Like BYU could always count on being beating... Uh, a handful of the Mountain West and WAC teams, a bunch of them, right? We cannot guarantee, except for Cincinnati, any Big 12 wins. We cannot. So this will be interesting to see. Can the offense, and I think the offense needs to carry this team. I would like the defense to produce some winning moments that yeah. help BYU, but I, I don't think the defense is going to win BYU very many games this year. It's just tougher against these explosive offenses Slash new scheme. We're going to give them a minute to get into this. Perhaps midway through the year, later this year or next year, we're talking about all oh, the defense is doing it. But right now, the offense carries BYU football. Are you listening to Professor Jordan? I hope so. I hope you're taking notes. That's great stuff. If not, this will be on the pop quiz this I Saturday. I would add to uh, the guaranteed potential Iowa State. They seem like a good bet. Eh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice one. Oh, God. Not all puns are created equal. That was a good one. Is BYU really ready for 10 Power 5 opponents? That is a great question. And one that we yep. will study heavily throughout the season when it comes to does BYU have the depth to sustain a schedule that features 10 Power 5 opponents? Jerem, how healthy are they coming out of the first two games? 
How hard, healthy are they now? Like right. safety, it's, safety tough. It's, it's a huge receiver. Question. They got deep enough to to feel good about Darius Lassiter and Keelan Marion and so on. Like, okay, Keaton Slovis and Aiden Robbins. We're we're relying heavily on those guys. Offensive line feels deep, but they have to they have to show it to us. They got some talent. Yes, they have to show it. And then defensively, is there depth in the linebacking core? Uh, I'm not talking about are the starters good enough. I feel great about the starters. Almost every year for BYU in almost every position. Um, right now, defensive line certainly has been challenged to be better. And I'm excited to see sure. what they can produce. And, and I'm excited about a lot of stuff. But backups, I don't want to know how good the backups are, but undoubtedly we're going to find out at several positions because violent football. Of note, and, and you should remember this because this will come up at some point on some test of some quiz. Historically speaking, BYU wins about 40% of their Power 5 games. Yeah. Now, I know that BYU hasn't been a Power 5 team and had the recruiting impact from being in a Power 5 conference, and we believe there has been an uptick. So yeah. maybe the expectation is okay to be around 45 or 50% for the first few years. But historically speaking, it's been 40%, and 2022, with five Power 5 opponents, was pretty much in line with that. BYU played five power five teams, one, two, lost three. Yeah, so four and five is what we're hoping for along those lines. Right? 2021 was the anomaly. Seven yeah. power yeah. five opponents, yeah. six and one against those seven teams. Five and oh against the Pac-12. And five and oh As against the Pac-12. Chronicled. The de facto Pac-12 yeah. South champions. Yeah. So over the last two seasons, you combine that it's eight and four. That would be the equivalent of BYU going six and three in the Big 12. That's a lot to ask. Is That'd be what, awesome. You Listen, we're going to get to it in a moment. You'd receive a fantastic grade, BYU football, <laughs> if you went 6-3. We're grading on a curve. We'll tell you in a moment. What, what, what the that Big 12. Like. How improved is the defense? How improved is the defense? I'm interested in, in – I like to quantify things here – what that's going to look like given a Big 12 schedule, Spence. Because BYU's defense – not against a Big 12 schedule last year, Jeremy, right. was not great. No. Okay? So, I, in theory, it was easier last the, year. The opponents were easier than yes. what BYU was going and to face. And it was bad. But, but the defense was, in some ways, historically bad. So, BYU was slightly better statistically than last year, but against a much heavier uh, weighted, shall we say, sure. academically, uh, schedule. Does that mean they were vastly improved? I would argue yes. But, but... We're going to quantify it in a million ways. They need some winning moments where at the end of the game they get a stop. Or as bad as the defense was last year, how did they finish the year? With a goal line tackle yes. by Jacob Robinson. Like, like those play. moments, the, the PBU, the sack, the interception that ends the game that or gets the ball back and then you score – to win, like winning moments. And frankly, a pick six on defense by Ben Bywater in that same game. The two biggest plays of that, that game were both on defense. Yes. The other pick sixes that happened were not like, we, you needed those to win. You know, uh, Utah State got a little closer than we wanted, you know, earlier in the game, Max Truly, da da da. Yes, winning moments will be a thing I am watching that is bigger than yards allowed per rush. Yeah. Um, and, all those matter, and EPA allowed, and da da da, success rate. That's one that I will watch. If BYU's defense is a little bit better against a tougher schedule, because I, I know, like I've asked for like a raise of 30 spots. They're 98th in total defense. I, I want them to be more middle of the pack, like around 68 or 70. But it, it, it requires, like, if BYU are playing the same schedule as last year, they might need to be like around 50 
right? Against Re last year's realistically, schedule. And that I, would scoot back against a tougher schedule to around 70 this year. I wonder what's fair realistically. We don't know how good or how the Big 12 will be and how hard. We know we think it's going to yeah. be. But how hard that week-to-week -week grind. We just have never seen this before for BYU. Okay. Which is exciting. Let's, let's play it out. Next question on the syllabus that we need to be paying attention to is absolutely related to the BYU defense, and that is what the heck is BYU going to do at safety with Micah Harper out for the season with and a it, torn ACL. And it's bigger than that because Coop Connect has talked about a potential other injury there for uh, Talon Alfrey. Uh, I hope that we learn a little more about that because Talon was going to be in the top two starters there with Malik Moore. So we will discover perhaps more information there. But um, and, and there are other injured guys, but it's, you know, hush-hush in certain position groups and uh, some less serious than others. Um, you know, what Cook Connect said is it's not season injury, ending, season ending, which is great. But, yeah, there's not a lot of experience behind them. Ethan Slade played a bunch last year. Well, here's what's Tanner concerning Walls about that. Tanner converted wide receiver. Raider DeMooney's a freshman. Those are, your two, weekly. those are your two best strong safeties. There are two safety positions. There's a free safety and there's a strong safety. Both Micah Harper and Talon Alfrey are strong safeties. Yeah, and Talon was, like, kind of floating a little bit last year with the Malik injury, right? Um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But that position certainly is a concern given Micah out for the year and reportedly an injury to talent effort. Your so ability we'll, to we'll answer this more. question will pertain largely on how closely you pay attention to our show and the shoulder programming yes. outside of that. <sighs> shoulder programming. <laughs> Dang um, which Keaton Slovis will be all you get this year is a question that we have discussed. We feel like they're going to get a version of him that is more akin to freshman or sophomore Keaton. I would take sophomore Keaton right now. Freshman Keaton was unbelievable. Like, can he be that version of himself? Aaron Roderick has proven he can coach the quarterback, so I don't doubt that that is a possibility for Keaton. I would take the sophomore version of him, hey, too. I'm projecting 66, a little more than 66% completion percentage, and right around 33, 3,400 yards from Keaton Slovis. So That's that, a monster year. That would be, that in, in terms of year. yards, that would be more like freshman USC, Keaton Slovis. But the completion percentage, like he did that as a sophomore and junior at USC. Like I don't think that's unfair to expect that. But I think that there will just be a more explosive offense and more opportunities for him to air it out at, at BYU in his final season. He wants to get to the NFL. He's going to yeah. have to do something that shows part of the reason NFL scouts, like, I am that guy again that I was at USC. So which Keaton Slovis will BYU get? Yeah. I think it's too much to ask that they're going to get his freshman stat line. But, Jeremy, I think he can hit some of those numbers and be pretty close to others. Sure. Yards per attempt was 8.9 as a freshman. Then he goes 7.3, 7.2, 7.6. If he's in the 7.5 range, I would take that. I would love to be in the 8-plus range. Cougar Stats has chronicled how good BYU is when the quarterback is 8-plus. When they go north of that, they're like, those offenses are really hard to stop. All right, next question on the syllabus. How good is BYU's running game? How good is it actually going to be? We like the pieces on offense, the offensive line. We really like Aiden Robbins, Deion Smith, LJ Martin, and company. I think it's going to be a step forward from last year. Like if last year was uh, B or B plus, I think BYU gets to the kind of like stays at a B plus or a minus range against a tougher schedule and better defensive lines. If you produce a thousand yard rusher, things are going well, especially against the uptick in schedule. It right? doesn't have, yes, but it doesn't have to be a thousand yard rusher. Like if, if Aiden is like 900, but Dion's like 400 and LJ's like 250, 400. Okay. You're total rushing yards. If it's somewhere I'm not around concerned. Six, 1600, um, I, I don't know. I'm not concerned about the individual number there I, because it depends on 
who's feeling it, who's going. Like Aiden doesn't have to have a thousand yard year for me to be like, oh, that was a great year. It, it can be great without that. Sure. So what, what, that's what I'm asking. Like, are you are you looking at like the combo of those three? Is there a yards, number that you want per all carry, three to hit? Success rate, effectiveness on third down and short. Those are some of the things I'll be looking at. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the kicking game, Jerem. What are we going to see from Will Farron as the place kicker? We're not talking about punting. We're talking about actually making kicks. Can he be consistent? And can BYU make a kick from 45-plus? I would like to feel like if BYU is hanging between the 25 and the 35, that they are going to get a 42-yarder uh, you know, successful. Or if they're at the 33, can they kick a 50-yarder or is it a punt? I don't want to – or will they just go for it at the 33? Like it, it, Which 33 are they on, Kalani Satake? Nice, asks us. nice. The 33 where you could score points. <laughs> that's, that's a question. We haven't seen – Will uh, uh, was the kickoff guy at Boise State. The guy in front of him that won the kicking battle was a Lou Groza-type guy. Um, an award finalist. Like yeah. He was one of the best kickers in the country, and Will pushed him in camp, and so it's not like Will isn't capable. Right. He just lost out to one of the best kickers in the country at Boise State. Will's in show me stage. we got to see it, right? All right. We mentioned this course will be graded on a curve. Oh, we're grading hard. We're giving you a lot here. Okay. Students. So, listen, it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be difficult. This is going to be the <laughs> toughest course that you and BYU football have ever taken. So here's how it works. Mm. I like that 10-plus wins graphic right there. Okay. The, thresh, <laughs> the threshold for success, yes. or to call it a successful season, is six wins and getting to a bowl game. If yep. you want better than a C grade, yep. you're going to need to win at least six games. Yep. That is a B minus. Mm. Okay? If you win six is B minus. We're, five we're wins, it. We're five it wins this season is a C because that's the average that most national pundits are putting on BYU. That they're going to win that's 5 the games, okay. the average. We're so being fair to the 6 is a B minus. 7 wins will take your grade up to a B plus. Not bad, only 7. 8 wins on the season a. is an A. Wow. Okay? And Let's again, go. bowl game in play, there's an extra credit opportunity. So BYU could get to 8 wins with a bowl game win and still hit that A. Let's go. I like the A plus plus plus. Nine wins, Let's A get to plus, that. ten plus wins <laughs> off the charts are what my notes say. But yeah, an A, a triple plus. Wow. <laughs> wow. Generous. We're grading on a curve. That's a massive curve. Six Let's wins go. for a B minus, seven wins for a B plus, and okay. eight wins for an A. Okay. Show right. up. Okay, it's time for our brand new Monday mailbag where we answer questions that you submit. We are heavily known for asking you all of the questions. Yeah. Well, now on Mondays, you're going to ask us the questions and we will do our best to answer. This is like uh, office hours for the professors, if you will, right? Um, <laughs> you come in and ask us questions? We don't have to publish in the journal, right? We good? I hope not. Travis Larson on Facebook yeah. asks... If Keaton Slovis is indeed an NFL quarterback, as many have projected, why is it crazy to think that BYU can win eight-plus games? Because the defense was so bad last year. Um, and we don't know how new pieces uh, will gel. We don't know how good the Big 12 is. We have low expectations because we've never done this. We don't know what this looks and feels like, and that's why. It's a great question, Travis, because if this is two or three years into the Big 12, I think we'd hope for eight. We'd talk about eight. We're talking about six or seven right now, but it's a great it's a great question. I think that's why. It's I mean for some BYU fans, it's not crazy to think that BYU can win eight sure. plus games. There are uh, those who believe that. Yeah. And again, are you adding a bowl game win into that equation as well? Because I think BYU is going to go seven and yeah. five with Keaton Slovis yeah. and have a shot at eight wins in a bowl game. So it would be tremendous. 
Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm right there on the cusp of that because I think he's very capable. Now, Brian on X asks, what is Jay Hill's defense more likely to do versus Sam Houston? Have five sacks and two-plus turnovers or give up 20-plus points? I don't think the quarterback play from Sam Houston will be sufficient to get 20-plus. Okay. They've got talent at receiver and, and some talent at running back. They don't have a quarterback that scares me, though. Yes. Um, it's the five sacks and 20-plus turnovers. Okay, so you think, that's, two, you 20, think that's more likely. Turnovers. Yeah. See, okay. I still feel like BYU could run away with this thing and Sam Houston could kick a late field goal or score a late touchdown. It's like, you know, 49-13 or whatever, and then they score a garbage touchdown. The game. We're saying they're scoring 20. at three or four-plus times. Like, well, I mean – Okay then. Like it, they might score a couple of touchdowns and a couple of field goals. Like uh, I don't know. But how about, how about we say give sacks, up twenty or fewer points before the start of the fourth quarter? Five sacks and two plus turnovers. I feel like that's a lot to ask of BYU's defense. Like that's a five sacks is a ton. Welcome to the new era. One no, game. I I think they're gonna get after it. I would yeah. love five sacks and two plus turnovers, but if we're just going like which is more likely, straight up on this, yeah. there are a lot of ways to get to twenty points, especially if you score a late garbage touchdown. So <laughs> I'd lean it's more likely that there's 20 points from Sam Houston. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. And how many does BYU score? Do we care if they hit 20 if BYU's got 56? No. It, no. Does, it doesn't matter. It, to me, it's about margin. Yes. Although we will overthink whatever happens. If BYU <laughs> wins 70 to nothing, we're like, we're going to the ship. <laughs> no. If BYU wins by seven, we'll be like, why wasn't it enough? Yeah. yeah. No more. No Portland yeah. State 2017. Well, that was uh, – that was a hint of what was about to happen. Hashtag we didn't know it yet. BYUSN <laughs> on X, Facebook, and Instagram to submit your Monday mailbag questions. We'll do our best to answer as many of those as we can. Join us for the season debut of Coordinator's Corner. This show is awesome. So much insight. Aaron Roderick, Jay Hill, Kelly Paping, all in studio with Greg Rubel to preview the season opener against Sam Houston. It's coming up at 2 Eastern on the BYU TV app. You know it's football season when it's a Monday. And Trevor Maddich is back on the program. Hey. Yes, the first Maddich Monday of the 2023 BYU football season. Jerem Jordan goes one-on-one -on -one with the ESPN College Football Analyst right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play -play Monday of game week. We made it! We count down to Sam Houston at BYU on Saturday night. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And with every Monday comes the return of Trevor Maddich of ESPN and Maddich Mondays. What a privilege it is to talk to Trevor because this guy knows his football. He knows BYU. He's a big-time guy at ESPN. They use him in studio shows a ton, SportsCenter, and so on. It's a Monday, it's game week, and that means Trevor Maddich is on BYU Sports Nation. I spoke to him earlier today. Trevor, it is a great thing when we chat, and when we chat, it means it's football season. So thanks for being on the show today. It's a Maddich Monday. Man, it's great to be here. Football is back. Let's go, baby. BYU certainly with its most unique season, perhaps in history, first season in the Big 12, 
They start out with Sam Houston, who's an interesting team, Trevor, because they won an FCS National Championship in the spring of 21. They're now an FBS team. And here we go. BYU begins with the team from Texas. And this is kind of a tricky matchup for BYU. It's a good matchup for BYU to get started because there won't be a pushover. The strength of Sam Houston's team is their front seven. Their defensive line is stout inside against the run. They've got a couple of really good edge guys. They've got maybe the best linebacking core in Conference USA coming into Conference USA. So that front seven is a real test for BYU's offensive line and running game. Now, the Sam Houston secondary is, I think, vulnerable. So I think what you'll see is some, some tough sledding in the running game, but they'll try to get it established. And ultimately, I think Keaton Slovis will come out and have a big first game. Always a little scary when there's multiple talented guys who redshirted for this season, for this moment. They're playing two Big 12 teams in BYU and Houston, so it's a showcase game for the Bearcats as well. You mentioned Keaton Slovis. Certainly high expectations for Keaton himself and for whoever the BYU quarterback is, given the success of Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall now. What do you expect from Keaton Slovis in game one? I expect him to be precise. I expect him to distribute the ball to a lot of different receivers. I expect him to be decisive, to not sit in the pocket and try to figure out what's going on. Drop, set, throw. That's what I need to see from him. And I, need, I expect to see him get a lot of different people involved, and that's important because this is a very deep and diverse wide receiver core tight end with Isaac Rex coming back. Looks like it should be a big strength. They're going to have running backs that will be able to come out of the backfield as well. And as they get into the meat of the schedule when Arkansas shows up or when they go to Arkansas and then they get into their conference schedule, they're going to need to find the matchup advantages. And these first couple of games, BYU needs to win them. They need to stay healthy. But they need to find the guys that are able to to take advantage of matchups down the road when they're facing teams that might be a little bit better than Sam Houston. What are some of those matchups that you feel like BYU needs to prepare for when they get two 10 power fives in a row? Well, the, the matchups they'll need to prepare for are to start with up front. The offensive line just needs to be brutal. They just need to be brutal. They need to overpower people more so than they did last year. Last year, I was a little disappointed with the ferocity, let's put it that way, that I thought wasn't there as much as it could have been. This year, I expect more from that. A couple of really big running backs, Aiden Robbins, and they got more to be able to pound the ball. That's important. But when you talk about matchups, I think the tight ends are going to be critical because BYU has enough wide receivers to be able to spread the field and draw the better cover guys from opposing defenses out wide. And the tight ends working the middle will be key once BYU gets to the meat of the schedule and the tougher defenses that they'll play. We're talking to national champion from BYU and ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich on a Maddich Monday on game week. BYU taking on Sam Houston. Cougars are a 20-point favorite in this game. Would a 20-point win be sufficient? Sure. I mean, BYU this year, who knows? They might catch lightning in a bottle and, and make some national noise. I, I think the most important thing for the Cougars is to survive in advance. And so if they win by 20, great. If they win by 40, better uh, because it will tell you that they're they're starting at a, at a run but if they have a hard-fought battle which i expect this to be and they win by a touchdown they win by a field goal but they win that to me is enough because this game against sam houston whether they win by 40 or they win by four isn't going to change what their their fortunes are going to be going forward 
Defensively, new staff led by Jay Hill, defensive coordinator, some transfers brought in to shore up that defense, which wasn't good last year. How will you know and what will you be watching to see if that defense is significantly better in the first couple of weeks? Well, Jim, there's, there's two things in particular. One is tackle. Tackle. Don't miss so many tackles. And by all accounts, in camp, they, they have really emphasized that, and they've done a much better job. Now we'll see what happens when it's a live game. Another is somebody besides Tyler Batty get to the passer. And Tyler Batty gets to the passer as well. They need to improve their individual pass rush so that when they do blitz and attack from different angles with extra people, they've got not just that hope to pressure the quarterback. Another is swarm to the ball. Get, get every defender around the ball every time it's possible. When you put those things together, you pressure the quarterback, you tackle well, and you uh, swarm to the ball, then takeaways start to happen at a higher rate. So those are the things that will enable the takeaways, which ultimately is going to be a big part of the success of this defense. How will you quantify success in year one for BYU football in the Big 12? Jeremy, if they get to a bowl game, if they win six games, it will be, I think, a tremendous success. Because the schedule is just absolutely brutal. And it's not just tough teams that they play. It's relentless. Once they hit Arkansas, there's no break. Everything is a losable game. Every, most everything is a winnable game. Everything really is a winnable game for BYU. But the, the, the physicality and the talent that they will face week after week after week will be relentless. And if they're able to come up with six wins, then I think that, that would be a successful season. If they get to seven or even eight, then it will be a masterful season, and, and Coach Sataki should be up for National Coach of the Year. It's not because of any deficiency with the players. It's because I think they're still working on depth. Losing Micah Harper at safety hurts. And so I think they'll need to put everything together and play at the maximum of their potential. But if they get to six and they get to a bowl game, I think fans should say, okay, that's a really good start because the Cougars will only get better from here as they continue to recruit to a Big 12 conference. The expectations are low from uh, national analysts. I think uh, we've said it, at least on this show. I've said six, Spencer said seven. You said getting to a bowl game. So, yeah, we're all in agreement. I think, Trevor, it's because we don't know, one, how 31 transfers and half the roster will gel together, and two, how tough the Big 12 is. BYU's never had this challenge before, and it's a unique season and team in BYU history. It is unique. And, and the thing about this, this conference is that it's really good. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are going to be tough to beat. I mean, you just take a look at Kansas, their first conference game. So they're coming off Arkansas. BYU and Arkansas are going to beat each other up. Arkansas going into the SEC schedule after that is going to be pounded and sore. BYU, same way, heading into the Big 12 schedule, going to Kansas. Kansas, with Jalen Daniels at quarterback, is one of the most dynamic offenses in the nation. They've got 10 guys back from last year that nobody could stop until Daniels got hurt. Then when he got hurt, they kind of fell off just a little bit. Kansas's defense has a lot of experience. They, they need to prove they can take the next step up. But that's a game that I expect to be incredibly high scoring. And Kansas normally in recent years would be a, a check mark on the schedule for a win. Okay, we're going to beat Kansas. Move on. Who's next? This year, Kansas. Kansas would be a, a, a tremendous quality win if BYU is able to get it. And then the, the Big 12 schedule continues from there. Texas Tech 
one of the best offenses in the country and a defense that has experience coming back. So, you know, even the teams that you would think, okay, they're not Texas, they're not Oklahoma rebounding from a tough year last year. They're not Kansas State who won the the Big 12 championship last year. They're not TCU who went to the playoff. And TCU, by the way, is reloaded in the transfer portal. TCU is going to be a really tough out as well. And they will be a challenge to win the Big 10 or Big 12 championship as well, I believe. So where's the soft spot? There, there, there really isn't one. That's why I think getting to six wins would be a quality season for BYU because they will have had to beat a number of quality teams to get there. Every win in the Big 12 would be a big win, like you're saying. And next year, the four corners come in, and it's going to be a new-look uh, Big 12. What are your thoughts on that? Because we haven't talked with you in a, in a while, and now BYU and Utah are in the same league again. I think it's fantastic. I love it that BYU and Utah are in the same league. And their game matters beyond just bragging rights. When they were in the Mountain West and then the Western Athletic Conference, you know, the 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 game mattered from a standpoint of conference championships as well. And I love it that that element is still there. You know, that's one of the great rivalries. And when you talk to people around ESPN, I mean, jaded college football professionals who have seen rivalry after rivalry, they talk about the BYU-Utah rivalry as one of their favorites because it's just so intense. And so I'm glad that, that we have a chance for that to keep going forward in this conference. And so that's a good thing. The Four Corner School coming in, so you got Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State joining Utah, entering the Big 12 next year. Uh, I think that's great, too, because it adds stability to the Big 12. And right now, if you're not the Big 10 or the SEC, the the most important thing is stability. I mean, we thought it was money, uh, you know, a few months ago. But now that the Pac-12 after this season will just disappear in a shower of sparks, stability is the most important thing. And bringing in those schools helps to, to maintain the stability of the Big 12 so that they can then continue to improve on the finances relative to those other two conferences. Well, Trev, we appreciate the time. The beard is looking uh, in mid-season form, and uh, let's get after it. BYU and Sam Houston this week. Can't wait for it to get going. He is a gentleman and a scholar, a football scholar. That is the theme of the day. We welcome all football scholars to our advanced BYU football class. Love the chance to talk to Trevor. He's got always some great insights every week, and look forward to his coverage on ESPN throughout the year. It'll be awesome. Cavs Further Review continues its Meet the Players series. Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robinson Company coming up tomorrow, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. And Drake has set the BYU world on fire. Yes, the famous rapper is rocking what we think is an original BYU jersey from the 1980s. Oh boy, the Drake curse. We need oh to boy. investigate this oh. closer. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Monday headlines. It's game week for Cougar football taking on Sam Houston. Just Sam Houston versus Brigham Young. Two dudes duking it out. Saturday night, FS1 and BYU Radio pregame on BYU TV and BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. Today, Kalani Sitake and company will have a press conference coming up at 2 Eastern.
Big weekend for Cougars in the NFL preseason, beginning with Zach Wilson. 11 for 18, passing 107 yards in his final preseason performance for the Jets. Overall, it's been a great preseason yep. for Zach. Jaron Hall had his best preseason hey. performance. 16 for 27, 178 yards, a touchdown and an interception for the Vikings. His head coach said, I'd like to keep him around for a while. Love to hear that. Always a good thing when your Fred player Warner says had a sack for the San Francisco 49ers. Chris Brooks, six carries, 33 yards, and two touchdowns. One reception for 10 yards. Is it enough for Chris Brooks to make the 53-man roster in Miami? Cougars in the NFL preseason part two. Matt Bushman, two catches for 24 yards. He had a touchdown as well. Yep, Dax Milne had an eight-yard catch for the Commanders. Zane Anderson, two tackles for the Bills. D'Angelo Mandel, two tackles for how about them Cowboys? Caleb Hayes, attack for the Jaguars. And Tomasi Lalile had oh, yeah. two tackles for the Broncos. That's right. He just signed with Denver, yeah, and he's man. already doing work. 17th-ranked BYU women's volleyball. What a weekend. Went 3-0 at the Ellison Invitational over the weekend in Montana, highlighted by an upset of number 5 Pitt. Watch the soccer highlights right now. That was awesome, too. We'll get to we're, that in We're moment. aware this is uh, not volleyball. All the women's sports matter, okay? I'm going to keep talking about volleyball, though. Uh, when you beat a top-five team, we should. First win over a top-five team since 2019, and uh, when they beat second-ranked Stanford, BYU also beat Texas Rio Grande Valley three sets to one, and Montana three sets to one. They'll host LMU, WCC opponent, on Wednesday in the home opener. Number 11, women's soccer beat Boise State, as you just saw, 4-1 on Saturday. Goals from Bella Felino in the second minute, Olivia Wade-Katoa with her fourth of the year game winner in the 50. Uh, uh, that was the game winner by Olivia Wade-Katoa. Yep. Ali Fryer attacked one on, Brecken Mozingo as well. The Cougars are 3-0, ranked number 11. They can climb. They host number one UCLA in one of the biggest matches ever at Southfield, perhaps a top 10 matchup I with think the it's gonna be. champs. Thursday night on ESPN Plus. Yes, put them, in, put them in the top 10, make it a top 10 matchup. How about Jimmer Fredette? Three-on-three basketball. He helped Team Miami advance to the semifinals of the FIBA three-on-three world tour DeBrecken Masters by hitting a game-winning three. Yeah, that one right there. Jimmer time. Ashley Hatch scored her ninth goal of the season for the Washington Spirit against the Portland Thorns FC. Hatch has the second most goals in the NWSL and also uh, may play for the United States October 26th here locally as they just announced a game against Columbia. Or does she boycott it? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she plays in the game. Yes, absolutely. Courtney Wayman plays 15th in the women's steeplechase final. Zach McWhorter finished 8th in the men's pole vault. And Rory nice. Linkletter took 19th. Nico Montañez 55th in the marathon at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. Well done. Not all of the BYU athletes involved How in the cool. World Championships. How cool is that? Jimmer was in Budapest too, by the way. So How about that? Everybody in Budapest. Kenneth Rooks, all the people we just mentioned, yep. Jimmer, yep. fantastic. Those are today's headlines. Now we offer some opinions in the whip. The Cooper Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Why are you saying whip like that? <laughs> Why am I saying what, whip? What, what way? <laughs> Zach Wilson, final preseason stats, 37 of 56, 365 yards, yes. touchdowns, no interceptions. Scale of 1 to 10, how is his preseason? Eight. I'd give Zach a solid 8 out of 10. I go 8.1 just to top you. Sure, I thought do it. it was tremendous. Do it. Maybe, really maybe if he had, a, you know, one more touchdown pass, but, but no interceptions. Didn't turn it over. Efficient. Made that great run with the leg. His yards per pass attempt was not super high, which is why I don't give him a 9 or a 10. It was a little conservative, but... For them, they just want him to not turn it over, frankly. He had a fantastic yeah. preseason yeah. overall. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're being, I'm being nitpicky for sure. 
All right, Jeremy, just how big of a statement was BYU women's volleyball's win against number five Pitt, especially because they had lost three straight to Pitt? Yeah, and ended BYU season in the NCAA tournament the last two years, Spencer. This was tremendous. Claire Little at outside, Mia Lee at uh, middle blocker, and Kamile Hiapo at libero were tremendous additions. Yes, and this yes. team exercised some demons in that win. Can't wait to call the matches this week at home against LMU and McNeese and UC Davis because BYU looks very good. They could climb into the top 10. I hope 10. they're a top 10 They team. could climb in there. I hope soccer and volleyball are both in the top 10 this Come week. on now. Okay, we got big time stuff to yep. right now. A photo of Drake wearing not just any BYU jersey, but looks like an original BYU jersey from the 80s. He wore this. This came out on social media. What do we make of this? I'm a little distracted by the yellow shoes that... Uh, <laughs> you don't have a pair of those? <laughs> Drake's wearing a BYU no, jersey? Like I, I did like a quadruple take when I first saw it. I was yeah. like, that looks just like a BYU Holiday Bowl jersey with the poinsettias it on absolutely the sleeves, is. on the shoulder pads right there. Yes. Okay, so to help us learn a little bit more about this, we yep. welcome in adjunct professor, uh, professor of adjunct professor rather at BYU football uniforms, yep. Hema Haymuli, who has Spring gone in depth. Yes, come on in, Hema. Welcome, welcome you. <laughs> professors, professors, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Tell hey. us about this. What is going on? Is this a BYU jersey? This is, and you know, I'm you know as adjunct professor of all things sports swag, I uh, <laughs> had to first verify whether or not this jersey was authentic, okay. if it was real or not. Yes. Okay. And uh, after you know a review of my studies and my notes, I have decided that it is, in fact, an authentic jersey because uh, if you notice the little tag on his waist, okay. it was that jersey that he's wearing was produced by a company called Spanjian, uh -huh, uh -huh. which I, I have the same tag <laughs> here. This is uh, an, uh, my dad's football pants from the uh, 80s. How cool so, is that? Himuli, yeah. all-time leading Russian viewer history. So, so it is, in fact, an authentic Spanjian. jersey. Yep, so Spanjian. He's, he's and, rocking the Spanjian. And like the BYU mesh gets you too. Yes, that, oh, for sure. And, and, and the poinsettia uh -huh. on the, the uh, emblem there. What Now, here's the real issue. Is BYU going to get the Drake curse? Because he's wearing a BYU <laughs> I jersey. I don't think so. Uh, I think hopefully not. Yeah. If, if so, we need to wear all our uh, vintage BYU stuff to reverse that curse. Okay. Yes. Rally okay. cap it. How wild! But that how cool is it that you have those pants to be able to go to as a reference and be like, okay, yes. Let me check these. There, yes. there is a tie Absolutely. there. Well, that's why so. you're the adjunct professor. Yes. Of course. All things. Hemi Hemuli, ladies and gentlemen, the adjunct professor of BYU uniforms and all things yeah. BYU swag. Thanks, Hema. Oh, no problem. I just Great want to see stuff. if Collinsworth slide out of this. Let's see. It. <laughs> nice. And he's off. Nice. The season debut of BYU football's Clarence Taki, as produced by Hema Hemuli. Is Tuesday, tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern. Kleinstake and company prepare for Sam Houston. Watch it live on the BYU TV app. Get your free tickets to the show on BYUSN.com. All right, more of your pressing questions from our Monday mailbag up next. This is BYU Sports Nation and Game Week. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live on a Monday in Studio B. It is time for more of your Monday mailbag questions. Okay. We're answering things that you have submitted. Yes. And we go next to Caleb Plew, who submits this question on X. Yeah. From a media perspective. Hey. 
What do you think the story is about BYU this year? What will the ESPN announcers be saying about BYU at the beginning of every game? The Keaton Slovis drove his car from the, no. Um, it, that's a good question. I, I think it's going to be obviously BYU in the Big 12 and kind of that new one. The newcomer. Yes, it's going to be Jay Hill in the defense. It's going to be Keaton Slovis and Aiden Robbins. Um, yes, I was going to say Keaton the, Slovis. Yeah, Keaton's going to be kind of the face of BYU uh, here. Yeah, I, I think that's what it'll be in terms of like that like annoying human interest story that will be overly discussed, like Zach Wilson driving. I don't know yet, uh, <laughs> but we'll figure that out. There will be one. There I will be something you, that happens. There will be something. Yeah. Right, but Keaton Slovis is, is my first answer. That will be, okay, what does the 2019 yeah. Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, does that version show up at BYU to help yeah. the Cougars transition into their first year as a Power 5? Ten oh. Power 5 games for yes. the first time ever. I'll tell you what I hope it is. I hope it's that wow, BYU's really handling this transition well, and they are jumping out to a 4-1 start, 2-0 uh, in league. That's what I hope it is. Yeah. And then we get in October, and you hope to sort of survive with at least one win there, and then in November you got to get a couple. But that's what I'm hoping it'll be. I feel like, and we heard a little bit from Trevor Maddich. Granted, Trevor obviously is a BYU graduate, won a national championship here, so he's going to present BYU with a pinch of positive. Yeah. But um, he tries to be really fair to the situation, and I, I think that, that it will be the chase for six wins and getting yeah. to a bowl game. He said if Kalani and, and uh, you know, the team get eight wins, hey, up for national coach. That's not really the case in my opinion. But, like, um, you've got to win 10-plus to be in that mix. But, yeah, uh, uh, like, uh, respectively or graded on a curve in our mind, yeah, yeah. that would be one of the best performances ever. Carson Stewart on Instagram submits this question. What do you think the chances are that BYU could make a run at the Big 12 championship? He leads in parentheses as a clear underdog. Yeah. Uh, okay, you play nine games. You, you probably need to go at least seven. And you two. have to win seven games you to, have to be win in position. Seven games in league. Um, I don't. Okay, listen, we know who pays the bills here. We love Brigham. We graduated from here. I don't think this is the year where we're talking about a Big 12 championship. Um, or, or make it a run like TCU. Sure. He's just asking for a chance. You have a percentage. Oh, do I have a percentage? Just a percentage. Super low. Super low. Like 5, 2% or something. I'm not in it for that. Like, I think in the next three to three years, three, four, five, we, are, we hope to be talking about this is the year that BYU makes that run. Yes. No. There is so much parity in a 14-team conference. Standing's going to be wild. I mean, we especially don't even... when seven or eight of the teams are like, projected yeah. to win between five and seven games. Do we even know how to look at standings? We haven't in 12 years in football. <laughs> Do we even understand what those look like or, or could mean? Like, yeah, if you go seven and two, you're, you are probably in. Depends how much parity there is in the league. We think there will be a lot. I mean, Jerem, two of the 14 teams are going to make the championship game. Right. Okay? Two of the 14. It, those, those odds alone are not great. Right. Okay, so then you throw in BYU and the uptick that they're going to face in competition. I think it's fair to say somewhere between 5 to 7% chance, and that might be too high. That might be too high. Uh, probably too high, and that's not to sort of crap on the expectations here for this team. It's to be realistic based on who BYU has and what this league is like right now. Okay, BYU's going to build up to be one of the best. Yeah, teams. so Carson, I'm yeah. giving you 5%, bro. 5% yeah. chance BYU makes a Big 12 championship game appearance. Yeah. And again, that, that might be blue goggled. I don't know. It's Still a, pretty low. It's all good, though. Make a bowl game plus. Let's go. Our elite mailbag question of the day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated, comes from At Tabletop Liberty on X, who says, 
We always like to analyze who would be a trap game for BYU, but since we are being overlooked by so many this season, what teams on the schedule would BYU be the trap game for? That is a great question. And it's going to be a lot of t – I don't think there's any way that Texas overlooks BYU given what happened a decade ago. Like, or they'll jump over you. And the coach went to BYU, so, like, he's on high alert. He understands what BYU's about. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, TCU, there's some old feelings there. But in terms of, like, who they have – but I always look before and after that week. I would have to look a little closer on that one. But that's a good question. To me, I feel like BYU is a trap game for Oklahoma. I really do. At this point. We'll yeah, see how yeah. the season evolves. Because yeah, yeah. they don't care about 94-09. No. We do. But I think that, I think that they're going to walk into a hornet's nest, and it's going to be a little tougher than C Oklahoma might think. Cincinnati, again, Cincinnati has no clue, even though they played BYU. They have no clue what they're going to experience here. Like, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I would have loved that game to be like Oklahoma. Sure. That would have been the ideal spot for them. All right. Okay, uh, coming up uh, this week, we have women's volleyball, baby. This team might, they're ranked 17 right now, but they might be in the top 10. We'll see. Uh, taking on LMU on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, 9 Eastern, coming up Wednesday night. And before we go to break, we need to honor a close colleague and friend, a former coworker who gave, in many ways, everything to BYU Broadcasting. This is John Anderson, who lived to work in his broadcast production element. Even in retirement, that's all he talked about. John started at BYUB back in 1992. Many of those years, he could be spotted running up and down the sidelines of BYU football games, trying to get the best shots. He ran a handheld camera under the basket at most of BYU's men's basketball games for the better part of three decades. He worked on so many documentaries that aired on BYU TV. John passed away Sunday morning, and we want to let his family know that we are thinking of them, and they are in our prayers. John Anderson. Welcome back with today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Power couple, Kingsley Suamati of left tackle on the football team, Nani Falatea, returning leading scorer on the women's basketball team. Got engaged. Congratulations to these two. That is awesome. Two superstars in their respective sports. Fantastic. Our thanks to today's guest, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen to all our shows on demand on BYU. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to John Walsh, one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in BYU history. Amen. Amen. Coordinator's Corner at 2 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. Fantastic information on the way. Go Kooks. Game week, baby! You're unique. 